Hi, welcome along. I'm Andrew Dubber. I'm the director of Music Tech Fest, and this is the first MTF podcast. Thanks so much for listening. What we're going to do here is pretty straightforward, but let's start with just a bit of background. Music Tech Fest, as you may know, brings together a range of brilliant and fascinating people from all sorts of backgrounds with all sorts of specialisms. The whole point of it is to put together artists and scientists, academia and industry, all under one roof, and create new possibilities for collaboration, new projects, new products, new research, and new ideas that can then go out and have a life of their own beyond the festival. As a community, we're interested in a pretty wide range of things, from artificial intelligence and blockchain to music as a tool for social change. We work on projects that use cutting-edge 5G technologies, and we make breakthrough discoveries with European Space Agency data. We're neuroscientists and cryptographers, dancers and songwriters. You'll find everything at MTF from a modular synthesizer controlled by gravitational waves to an art project that creates collaborative works by Iranian and Swedish women. We've bounced our voices off the surface of the moon and we've created new musical instrument interfaces for people with disabilities. We have a research symposium, five-day innovation labs, 24-hour hack camp, a trackathon for music producers, a playground of music tech and, importantly, both a showcase stage and an interviews stage. And that's where this podcast comes in. So at MTF Stockholm this year, we had over 50 interviews with pioneering artists and industry leaders. We also had back-to-back presentations and showcases by people with amazing things to show and tell. And so we hit the record button, and that's become the basis for the MTF podcast. I'm going to take you straight into it and introduce from the stage at MTF Stockholm the first of our MTF podcast guests, LJ Rich. So, hi, um, I'm LJ Rich. I've got something called synesthesia where your senses are mixed together. It means that music for me is like my assembly language. Everything else filters back to sound. So if I eat something, it tastes of music. If I hear something, I kind of add other sound to it. If I'm walking along a station, for example, and the acoustics are there, in my head I'm filling in this sort of orchestral, extra beautiful sort of performance around pretty much everything. So bright colours or what people sound like, and I hear this sort of musical symphony that, that follows me everywhere. And it sounds amazing, and in some ways it is, and in other ways it's incredibly overwhelming. And for many years I thought that everybody had this, but they just simply dealt with it better. I thought, how can they have all of this input and not feel overwhelmed? So I felt that I was completely like strange for not being able to deal with this. And it was only really a few years ago that I found out that actually I've got this condition, for want of a better word. And that was part of the way to accepting it and then being able to utilise it in composing. So originally it was going to be Emil making a cocktail. I was going to drink bits of it and play you what it tasted like. And as Emil can't be here today, I thought I'd do this the other way round. And I would play you some music that you all know and tell you how it will taste and hopefully give you an experience of synesthesia as well. So I'm going to give you a rough idea. And I've, I've made a few notes because I just want to make sure I cover a few things. And then I will open up to questions and probably requests if you have any musical requests. If they're really obscure, just make sure you've got it on MP3 so I can hear it once and then I can play it, okay? But like a lot of other songs, I'm just gonna be able to know because it sort of goes in and out. So here's an example. I will, I will hear something like, oh, what shall I do? I don't have a pedal, so I'm slightly, um, what's the word? So that's Debussy, yeah? Oh, 
like an extra octave there. Weird. Should I turn it off and on again? That's the best way. Okay, that's a bit better, isn't it? Okay. Okay. So, classical music like this. What colour do you think it is? It's a kind of blue-green colour, like a turqu turquoise colour. Now, a lot of people might have that in their consciousness somewhere. And I truly believe, the more that I've spoken about this, that we've all got this innate synesthesia somewhere. It's just a question of reaching, reaching out for it. So then you get a bit weirder. Coffee sounds like this. Oh, yeah. The weird thing about coffee is it sounds like this. You can't, though. So, uh, should I just move this a bit closer? There we go. This is what happens when you don't sound check. Lucky I'm relaxed at all this. Okay, so um, let me just think of a few other little examples. Gospel music, that has a particular taste to it. There are certain chords. like a vanilla a dark vanilla kind of honey kind of cake and oh it's just so so sweet why does gospel music taste sweet and the weird thing is is that when you take that into pop music pop music has this strange saccharine quality that borrows from gospel but obviously it borrows from from other things so you kind of have this it sounds quite kind of you know like you're eating sugar it's sometimes, it's pleasant a little bit, but it's also like, I am actually quite bored of this sugar now. I quite like the idea of having something savoury or something different. So, given that idea, do we have any musical genres or any musical people or artists that you... Dubstep. <laughs> now, the weird thing about dubstep, uh, I mean, it's kind of difficult to do on a piano. I mean, I probably need a... See. I mean, the thing about dubstep is I adore it. There is something really satisfying about it. And dubstep tastes like if you get a thick slice of white toast with too much butter on it, and then you slather it in seedless raspberry jam, and then you eat that and then eat a chocolate bar afterwards. <laughs> so it's kind of this rich tasting impossible thing. And the thing is, in, inside my head, this synesthesia has the archetypal perfect flawless version of the world and I had to step down almost to to real life so some of the things that I've described like plain song for example you know this kind of that sounds like you know the salad leaves the rocket salad leaves if you were to freeze dry them and then encase them in crushed ice and then bite them that's that's how plain song sounds it's kind of pure but it's also muddy in a really strange way. So yeah, any more genres or artists? Breakcore, so how many of you listen to Breakcore? It's kind of like the Ritalin of music. It's, it's like 180 to 220 BPM, and I, I listen to quite a lot of it in, I still do actually. That is a really odd one, because it's, it's made out of cut, cut up pieces of lots of other pieces of music. Those of you who haven't heard Breakcore, if you imagine 
throwing two drummers off a cliff with their drum kits and a string section of an orchestra and a few opera singers and then firing machine guns in the air as they're falling off the cliff. That's probably an accurate rendition. And, and so, <laughs> breakcore to me is a bit like if you were to eat a Sunday lunch and finish it with Japanese teriyaki. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of pleasant, but not for everybody. <laughs> okay, any other venues? Huh? Well, kind of like a... Should we get rid of that reverb? There we go. That kind of thing. Okay, so that... Okay, so that kind of feels really odd because you'd imagine that it would be quite carbohydrate-y, but it's not. It's like this weird... <laughs> it's like the middle of a fried egg when it's just right. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, I like this egg, yeah. It's my, yeah, and this is the thing, it's so, it's so sort of deeply laden in. So the other, the other side is that I can hear a piece of music and the reason I can just play it once I hear it is that it splits into colours like a massive IMAX screen in front of me and all of the orchestration and all of the instruments just go and then I can scroll I can scroll forward and backward in time I can move it and I can zoom in a, a bit like Minority Report I can zoom in and out and I can query the data almost because it comes into my head and it turns into colours and sound and textures which I can then sort of play and yeah I didn't realise that wasn't normal <laughs> It turns out not to be. Okay, any more musical genres? Bossa Nova. Okay, so. That's a bit fast, isn't it? It's kind of like a... I mean, that's kind of weird because Bossa Nova reminds me for some reason of those very strange cakes that you get that are home-cooked in a shop, but they don't quite taste as nice as they look. Because <laughs> for me, there's something missing from Bossa Nova. If you, if you kind of, it just feels like it's all full and there's no space for you to think around it. Because if you listen to other rhythms and samba or polyrhythms and things, there's this, this aeration and, and yeah, Bossa Nova's like a stodgy cake. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, any more? Reggae. Reggae. Oh, so like a... Reggae is a weird one because minor key reggae and, and major key reggae actually taste, feel different, okay? So your, your minor key reggae uh, it's kind of, I'm, I'm cheating a bit because I need a drummer at some point but, but minor reggae is a bit like <laughs> this is great for me by the way because I never get to do this normally I normally say this in my head and if I say it out loud I get looks like pity mixed with somewhat sort of strangeness whereas here everyone's like oh, what about this one tell me more so this is just, this is lovely thank you okay so reggae tastes like a kind of savory wafer that's in one of those you know when you have a terrine and it's got like a little crispy bit in the middle of a like a fish terrine or something it's not unpleasant <laughs> i quite like it but um and major reggae kind of tastes like if you were to get mashed potato, cover it in breadcrumbs, and then fry it in butter. So it's kind of like really quite, quite dense. Welcome to Sweden. <laughs> oh, thanks very much. Yeah, I love Sweden. 
mean, I really miss my pedal. And the other thing is, is that you can extrapolate this to chords and chord progressions and things. So one of the things that I learned when I was doing my music degrees was the idea of the evolution of sound. So you start off with octaves being, you know, nice to listen to. And then as you go further on through the centuries, more things become harmonic. And there's a point now where even sort of distortion sounds okay to our ears because we're standing on the shoulders of so many other sounds, right? What I think is fascinating is that food appears to have taken that parallel journey where we're getting into situations where things are more and more delineated when you go to eat and there's all these like deconstructed things. So I'm, I'm expecting this strange musical leap back to natural instruments after this age of auto-tune that we are currently having to suffer through in the same way that we're experiencing this sort of move towards vegan, raw, sort of un unfettered cuisine. So I've always felt that there is this incredible parallel between, you know, life, music, politics and, and food and having synesthesia means I naturally conflate all of these things together. Um, Timing-wise, I'm aware that we are running late, so I'm going to just ask for one more request before vacating. Any... Huh? What does ABBA sound like? Oh, well, that kind of... I mean, everyone wants to sing along, don't they? <laughs> I don't want to talk. That's too low, that one. <laughs> um, so, so ABBA is fab because it's harmonically complex and melodically simple. So everyone can sing along to it, but it's quite hard to play because if you... You've got these kind of... And then, I mean, when you even listen to that, it's... Um, I can't believe I'm playing ABBA in Sweden. I never thought that would happen. <laughs> But um, so if you if you listen to it, you've got this kind of augmented, and then these sevens, and then it kind of does these jumps, and you're like, where does that even come from? It's got these suspended things, and then whoa, all these cadences, and you know when you start breaking it down, analysing it, it's incredibly, insanely complex. But here we are, you know, happily singing along to it, <laughs> and it's because it's kind of. Now, the, the reason I'm going off on one about ABBA is that they do this harmonic jump that makes things so catchy, because you've got this kind of... And it's like, la, 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 whatever, wherever I decided to. This is why the music is easier than the singing. Um, so that's why it's so catchy. And for ABBA, the weird thing is, is it feels like a meal. And it normally, it normally, when you listen to ABBA, you have this... Um, <laughs> it, it's kind of like, you know when you've eaten and you're quite full, but there's a cheese board on the menu, and you think, do you know what, I'll have the cheese board. And then after you eat the cheese board, there's just enough room for dessert. And it's that point when you take the first bite of your dessert, that's what ABBA sounds like. <laughs> it's a very satisfying. Um, I'm going to just close by thanking you all for your attention and I'm, I really enjoyed this actually. For me it's, it's a real pleasure to talk about my synesthesia. It does give me superpowers but it also gives me some amusing fatal flaws like I can't recognise people very well and uh, I, can, I can remember many, many things but if I walk through a doorway sometimes I'll miss but I'm able to have this sort of encyclopedic, uh, uh, encyclopedic? encyclopedic knowledge of... Uh, 
of music which I can use to entertain people. So I hope I did that tonight and thank you very much. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the MTF podcast. If you liked it, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends, share on Facebook, Twitter, screenshot your phone and post it to Instagram. Let people know. Much appreciated and talk to you soon. Bye.